0: All right, so uh, so we're up to the uh, the ninth letter, and the, it's very appropriate. Uh, the letter is titled "Exile." Gullus. Uh, coming up on the Shavasu Batamas. So, uh, if we follow our story so far, the world was created, right? In order to uh, man was created, in order to serve Hashem, to participate in the world. To that end. Um, Right? Hashem, uh, right? Things began to deteriorate. Adam, the are Hashem decides to spread the world around and create one nation to be what you know, the Erlugayim, to be the, the, the Kehanim, the Amkadosh, right? To be the demonstration about their B'nai Shalom Hashem will give them his mitzvahs directly. Hashem will, uh, will focus on them directly, that what happens to them will be a sign for the rest of the world. Um, the rest of the world will learn from them. Uh, and then uh, and, and that's how Hashem will bring the world to its ultimate purpose. Um, so in order for them To, to fulfill their, their mission Hashem had to also Give them their own land In other words They have to be separate In order to be able to You know Focus on a life Of serving Hashem And everything else Is the means to the ends Hashem gives them Their own land Gives them everything That other countries have But for them It's not the ends It's the means right? What's the purpose Of, uh, of, uh, of America Is oh, We want to have a country We want to be rich and powerful We want to be successful Right? And uh, with Klai Yisrael, it's the opposite, right? It's the purpose is to serve Hashem, and the success and the power and the money, the economy is all just a means to the end. Hashem, you know, you're gonna be, in order to fulfill your mission, to show the world how a country should really behave, how a country really should last, what actually brings security and prosperity to a country, well, Hashem gives Klai Yisrael a nation, and through having a nation, first of all, they'll be able to be separate, and also they'll be able to demonstrate to the world, you know, what it means to serve Hashem. And so Hashem gives them Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so in letter 9, only for a short time did Kalei Yisrael attain its ideal, the fulfillment of its mission amidst prosperity. Right? So again, the purpose was that they should fulfill their mission in prosperity, fulfill their mission with the country, with freedom, with power, with money, with the king, with everything, you know, that other nations try to pursue. They should have all of that. Taber Mal he conquers the whole country, right? Um, and, uh, and, and to do so, you know, serving Hashem, it was only for a short time. Moshe, its first leader, had already prophetically foretold that Chayisov would forget Hashem while living on his soil and led astray by the nations and its own prosperity would cling to its wealth and pleasure and forget its true task. Right, again, this is the nevuah. this is already in the Teichagah, this is in Chomish Tevarim, HaZinu. Right, already Maishe Rabbeinu says this is what's going to happen. You're going to be in Eretz Yisrael and you're going to forget Hashem. You're going to think it's You're going to fall, uh, you're gonna fall uh, victim to the mistakes of every nation, thinking that wealth and money is the purpose of everything, right? The Gemara says, uh, the, the Pasuk says, uh, the, right, the, the number of your cities has become your God, oh Yehuda, right? So how are you, um, um, what's the, what's the Lashon pasik? I saved it over here. Um, right? Right, Yehuda. Right? The, 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 the number of your cities, that's going to be your God, right? How much money you have, right? Uh, how many cities, how powerful are you? Oh, look at this. We have a country. We have a powerful army. And that's going to become your God. You're going to serve your God. You're going to serve your economy. Look how good Israeli economy. Amazing. We have a tech and the wave and all this stuff. Right? Khaisal, hence, Kaisel had to be deprived of prosperity, wealth, and land, which had led it astray. So here's a very important point. Reverse is coming, I think, this from two different angles, right? You have the angle of like the Christians that always said, the fact that there's a Chorba, that means that Hashem rejected uh, Kaisel, right? Hashem threw you out of your land, destroyed your of HaMikdash, now, you guys are gone. You're going to be replaced, you know, with another nation. And we'll get to Christians in a minute, or first we'll talk about them. But there was, that was also the view of the reform. Reform, you know, were, yeah, we're Yidden, but there's a new Jew now. We're no, we're no longer in Israel. They took out any references to going back to the base Mikdash. We're here, we're in Germany, we're Germans now, we're fine, we're going to be like the other nations, right? Because that's what happened. Yeah, maybe back in the Base HaMikdash, maybe back in Eretz Israel, we had to do those things that the rabbi said, that the terrorist says. But now, We're in Gullus, okay, we're done. There's a new, uh, that's all over. So, what Reversus is writing here is no, Gullus wasn't a rejection, Gullus was a punishment. Right, For sure, it was definitely a punishment. But it was also a continued... It's part of the, it's part of, the, of, 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 of Yisrael's history. In other words, it's not just like a event. Well, of course it's Evan, right? Because ideally we should have our own country. But it was continuing Klay Yisrael's mission. Their mission doesn't change. The purpose of Klay Yisrael was never to have a country. That was just the means to an end. And so when that perverted them, when having their own country led them down a path that they shouldn't have gone down, so Hashem takes that away. So now they're going to have to fulfill their ends in gallus, But it's the same ends. It's the same goal right Kaisal had to be deprived of prosperity wealth and land which had led it astray right they thought that having a country they thought that having money that was everything so Hashem says okay well taking it away to remind you of what, what it's really all about it had to leave the soil on which it had enjoyed happiness and which made it arrogantly forsake its duty it could salvage nothing but the life's work of its existence and what do we have the Torah that's all we have right the only thing we want to take with us Right? And that is what has kept us alive for thousands of years. From now on, the only bond that would unite Klai would be Hashem and its calling a spiritual and therefore indestructible bond. We don't have our own country. There are Jews living scattered throughout the world and yet we're all Jews. Right? Uh, when, when does such a thing happen? Right? We're all yidin, right, and, and, uh, right? It's, it's just an incredible thing. No matter what. Right? The, I think that, you know, when they talk about the Messiah of Tyre, right? Torah Shabbat, the Chazanish, I think he's like four like things that maybe are different between the different uh, Yidin, right? For like like uh, certain brachas that we make, right? Which, I want, which if you don't hold a bit it's a brachal, of But in everything, Tefillin looks the same no matter where you are, right? We're united. What are, you, what are we united? What do we have in common? Right? What do we have in common? You're, you're American, you're French, you're Israeli, you're Australian, right? What do you have in common? We're all Yidin because it's the only thing that actually matters. The only thing that we have every Yid throughout history no matter where and when you were, they were Yidin. They had Hashem and that was it. Right and which is which is reminds us of what it's really all about. Thus, Kaisel's mission was not rescinded when it stated it came to an end. For after all, stated it had been only a tool to further this mission. Right, so they didn't have a country. They got the Tyre in the midbar. We didn't have a country. Right? We got to in the midbar. Right, David, David, who was the, the conqueror, the, 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 the right? he was the military leader of Kaisel. He couldn't build the base on Mikdash. Right, it wasn't about politics. Rather, the ruin of the state was itself part and parcel of Yisrael's destiny, right? Which was to bring about the revelation of Hashem and of man's calling, right? It's uh, you know, it's it's uh, there's a famous Beis Halevi that talks about that, right? Where he says, uh, right, where he talks about Hashem um, throws out Eretz Yisrael, right? it's, uh, it's uh, Hashem is rejecting us. It's based on a gemara over there. He says if someone throws something out the window, right, so it's Sadeh uh, Midas, right? It's it's gone. He says, but but if he throws it out, meant for it to be destroyed, so his intention was that it should crash on the floor. So if a guy's mazik it before, he's takachayev. Ah, it's out the window and it's gone, it's going to be destroyed, right? Because his intention wasn't, his intention was that it should crash on the floor. Hashem wasn't just throwing us out and then we're we're done. Hashem's intention was specifically to send us into Gauls. That was a continued part of our mission. In its dispersion, it was called upon merely to unveil a different facet of the task that it was to fulfill. Right? So it's the same mission, it's just it's showing us differently, it's a different facet. When we're in Eretz Yisrael, so we're showing through wealth and through having a nation, through independence, through freedom, through economy, through a king, right? through a government, you know, wh- wh- what that looks like serving Hashem. And now we're in Golis, and now what, is it, what does it look like in you know, uh, In fact, as a state, Israel had committed no sins other than those evident among all the other nations. Right? When, we're, when we had our own country, what did we do? We're, we're any worse off than, uh, than any other country we're so right? yeah we pursued money and power and uh, but that's what everyone was doing but that which could be tolerated in the case of other peoples cannot be excused for Christophe for the entire purpose of its existence was to remain pure of such aberrations since Hashem was its God right so we mentioned it already when a country when a nation becomes too decadent Hashem destroys it this is one of the big lessons of history right independent of Christophe you have a Ninveh, you have you know Rome, Greek whatever it is you go through the history right Comes a point where that's it. It's too late. They've gone beyond the point of no return, and that's it. Klal Yisrael is held to a much higher standard. Yisrael is held to a higher standard, right? We're not. We don't have the standard. Hashem's not letting us get to the point where we're just completely destroyed, right? Yisrael because why? Because we are. we're, We're the lesson for the nations. Hashem, we are the nation of Kla Yisrael, right? And we have to remain completely pure. And uh, you know every little thing. You know, look at look at the forty years in the midbar, which was like kind of the the, the extreme lesson of Klius. Right? Every little complaint, we killing a couple of thousand people, right? This is the ideal. This is you know obviously uh, you know when we're when there to show things go on a more natural approach. But uh, you know that's like the big question, right? That's like the, the old joke. You know, where he asked God if the Yid asked God if, are we the chosen people? So Hashem says, yeah. So He says, you know, can you choose someone else for a change, right? You know, so all the terrible things that happened to Klai Yisrael, this is a chosen nation? Yes, absolutely. That's exactly the point. Other nations, Hashem's not bothering with them, right? Hashem's not bothering punishing a nation because they, they tell, they'll come and go. They'll eventually deteriorate and it's all over. Klai Yisrael, right? The collapse of the state then served in its way to educate Yisrael just as much as its former prosperity had done. Just like we learned from our successes that serving Hashem is going to bring us success, we learn from our failures, Right? And so this is an important point, right? Having a, you know, a control, having a way to, to, to learn, right? In an economy, right? It's not just about profit. It's a loss is as important, right? We, talk, we call it a market correction, right? When a market, uh, when, you, when things go out of business, well, we learn that that's not the right way to make money, right? That's, that's how an economy is supposed to work. Right? When you bail out companies, that's, a, that's not a good thing from a, from a free market perspective, right? And it's dispersion opened the new great and far-flung field in which to carry out its mission. So now we carried our mission in throw, Now we have a mission. It's throughout the entire world, Right? We're having a new mission, and this mission is in the entire world, serving Hashem in Gauls. And again, we'll get to, uh, as we move along, a little bit, uh, some interesting points that Hirsch makes here. But first he says something very interesting. Uh, there are others that say it. Jacob Kamineski says it in but others, even Rishayim already said it. He says, therefore, after a short time in exile, before Klai Yisrael set out on his long journey through the ages and the nations, Hashem gathered his people once more on its own soil for a reunion, as it were, in the parental home, to tie even more securely the spiritual bond of terror that they're after um, would alone join it together. In other words, it's very complicated. If you ever learn Navi, it's very, very difficult to understand very often what's going on because, you know, you read about Golas, right? Well, there's Golas, there's the first Gullus, right? It talks about coming back. We're going to be redeemed. Is that referring to the second Mesa Mikdash? Is that referring to the Mesa Mashiach? Right? It sounds like, you know, we redeemed the second base of Mikdash, right? And you read a lot of the they to try to explain what this Nebuah was. Was this first base of Mikdash, second base of Mikdash, right? And the Rishonim already deal with all this, right? The Ramban says that the first Teichichon in the in B'chukai's side was the Ba'is, Chorban Bayez Ba'is Rishon, the second was Bayez Shani. The so way our understands is there was one Chorban, and there was one Gaulus. Bayez Rishon, that was, our, that was our, our, our attempt. And we went into Gaulus and that was it. But before, we went into the real Gaulus, which is the two thousand, you know, close to 2,000 years that we're still in the middle of, Hashem brought us back for a reunion, right? The second Mesa Mikdash was what he calls like a reunion. It was a mini-Besa Mikdash, right? It was not the same as the first Mesa Mikdash. It was, it was throughout most of the second Mesa Mikdash, we were under the control of other Goyim. Right, first the Persians, then the Greeks, then the Romans. Yeah, we had the Chashmonaim a little bit, but even the Chashmonaim was never really, you know, we never really had, you know, any long term. Uh, we were always dealing with the nations. The of Mikdash itself wasn't the same. on Mikdash, it was smaller. It wasn't as, you know, the, the entire the the, 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 the the didn't return. I mean, what was it? Is it what, the it wasn't meant to be a geula. The geula is the geula Asida when eventually we, uh, you know, it was a, it was Hashem bringing us back. Hashem going to Gaulus because you, you know, we have to destroy the state. I'm bringing you back, and I'm letting you go through like a training period. During these few hundred years, first of all, not everyone came back, right? Not everyone came back. Right? During these hundred years, you're going to learn how to be a Yid Golos, right? Because during that period, you had a Beisam Mikdash, but you were also in Golos, because you were under the control of other people, right? That's why like Chanukah, for example, is a is a, is a of Golos. It's not a Yom Tif of, right? Chanukah and Perm are the two Golos Yom I Aye, we had a Beisam Mikdash. Yeah, but that's a yamtiv. Right? It's, it's you know, all the all the, the takanas and institutions that carry us through gulfs, tfila was during that kufa, the beginning of the second bashtush. Right? So what are they making new takanas for? All these takanas, you know, and tfila. They were anticipating this is just the preparation because in, in the future this is just short term. It ended up being for 400 years, but it was a very, very gullus, and we learned there about what it means gulls, and even with a Beis amikdash we were in Golas, and we learned about, you know, how to, you know, how to, a, a lot of things change, right? The, you know, it's, it, the, and again, you look, look at Gemaras and historians about, for example, the role of Klay Yisrael in politics, right? The rabbis were very involved in politics in the beginning. At some point, though, they back out, and they say, okay, you're the government, and that's it. they are the Reish Galusa, right? The, the, some say this is maybe Shamei and Hillel, Kufa Kufa, they, Right? You know the relationship with the government. Do the rabbis be the you know be in charge of government? Or they right the idea of of, uh, of, of you know uh, these different ideas of gazeres terabanan right? What's the, what's the idea of the Rabbans and all these things? Right? They became much stronger during the second bias, right? Second, second bias, because they're anticipating a time when we're not going to be all in eretz show, We're not going to be able to have a bezel. We're not going to be able to have everyone together where we're going to be able to control and we're going to be able to teach and learn. We're going to be sped out. There's going to be either, right? And we need to make these takanas, these shemurayachso adaval l'kelkula. There's all these kinds of things where that was vayisheni. So vayisheni was a very unique period in history. It was a base mikdash but it was really gulos and it was a preparation, right? So again, that's just a very interesting historical, and this is the way of Hirsch really, this is how you learn Tanakh. This is his perspective on Tanakh, which is, we had the base on Mikdash, but we failed, Hashem sends us into Golis. Before we went into the real Golis, we had a little bit of a, of a preparation for how to, how to, how to, how to be in Golis, and everything that we have today, that gets us through Golis, everything that we, right? Tefillah, which is such an important part of our, uh, of our, of our life, right? That was, that was then. Okay, there was a myth of the Tfila. maybe there are Isa, maybe there are Banan. Did they dive in the first base of Mikdash? Were there shuls in the first base of Mikdash? Yes, no, it's not clear, right? But clearly the takhanas of tefillah came, Taniel, Acha Knesset this is where we have Shemana Esrei, the 18 brachas, the Seder three times a day, this is during that Kufa. And what more than tefillah is what carries Kaisa through our goals, right? All of these things. On the eve of Yisrael's journey, another very interesting thing, it produced an offshoot. which had to become estranged from it in great measure, in order to bring to the world sunken idol worship, violence, immorality, and negation of men, at least the tidings of the one alone and the brotherhood of the men. In other words, what he's talking here is clearly about Christianity, right? So towards the end of Bayasheni, towards the end of this kufa, Klay produces an offshoot, right? Christianity was an offshoot of, 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 of Klay Yisrael, right? Yashka and his the disciples were, uh, were, were clearly, uh, they were Jews. And they began as a kind of offshoot, but they had to be pushed away, right? He says, which had to become estranged from it in great measure. Right. In other words, completely estranged from Yiddin, right? Because if and Rav is saying something a big chiddush here. Right. What Rav is saying is that fry Yiddin are also part of this mission, and he says this in many places. Right. Christianity, which was inspired, which is started by Yiddin, and even Islam, which we'll say later on, right, which was not started by Yiddin, but clearly influenced by Yiddin, right? the idea of monotheism, that there's one God, is clearly a Jewish concept. This is what we introduced to the world. The idea of serving God and being moral and true. Right? With Christians, he, he talks about you know, uh, that Christianity brings the idea of one God, of the brotherhood of all men, that's also something which Christians are very into, right? love, and of man's superiority over the beast, Right? that we're not just a bunch of animals, that we're not just, you know, we're, we're actually uh, human beings, and dignified. that came from Kaisel, but in order for them to be able to accomplish what they needed to accomplish, they couldn't be from, right? Because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're from here for thousands of years, and we're not, you know, yes, they were gayrim, and they, we inspired people, and we, we, taught, we taught history in a very subtle way, but in order for Christians to actually be able to bring the whole world to monotheism, we had, they had to be separate from either, right? We have the this, this famous legend of uh, of the Toldos Yeshua, right? We're, uh, we're um, it's a legend that's brought down in Rashi actually in a way the it's, it's been censored, but some of the Nugemars put it back in. You know, that the, that the original Pope was actually uh, from Yid, that Sanhedrin sent undercover to make sure that Christianity wasn't too Jewish because it was ensnaring too many Yiddin. You know, so they were very happy to push it out. You know, that's why they made rules against eating meat and wine and all these things. And he made a lot of stupid, he, like, he, he taught them a lot of very dumb things just so they could be exposed as stupid, just so Yidin shouldn't be, very interesting um uh, this is uh, this, so this is Christianity. But again, in even Fray Yiddin, right? We, we we spoke about it here a few times, right? Even a Yidin a lot of the ideas that we see today of social justice, right? Are Jewish concepts. Now, they're not Yiddin and we shouldn't follow them. But there's a lot of positive, right? There's a lot of positive here, right? The, the idea that the you know, men and women we're starting to realize what happens when men and women are, are working together close proximity without any guidelines, right? That's uh, you know, in the Me Toos and all these things, you know. These are these are some positives. These are very positive. That we're, we're starting to have some sense of morality. That you shouldn't just uh, be kafka right? On the other hand, we have perversion of it also in great measure, right? But the idea that that the uh, that 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 even through you know non you know even through freyer and even through Christianity we're ultimately improving the world, you know the Ramam already writes stuff like this, right? The Ramam writes that the uh, Hashem uh, the Christians were the ones who preserved Mashiach, right? so we forgot about the idea of Mashiach. Right, and the, the Christians were the ones. For them, Mashiach was the whole thing. Right, Messiah, that was the Christians kept that idea alive. Right, I, I think that I mentioned here that J.D. Bleich, he wrote a few weeks ago. Did I say this here. Go, <laughs> um, for all the podcast listeners, um, you know that uh, that uh, that this is something that. Uh, you know, he says, nowadays, Baruch Hashem, Mashiach has returned to status amongst Klay Yisrael, he says. But he says, we have to thank the Christians for keeping the sanctity of life alive, the idea that every life is precious. He was talking about, specifically, this Roe versus Wade, uh, you know, very powerful words, right? But the point is that these are positive aspects. The I memorized this already, that Christianity, which is a direct result of Klay Yisrael's influence, right, brings the world to a better place. It was to teach the, the renunciation of the worship of wealth and pleasures, albeit not not their use in the service of the one alone, right? Together with a later offshoot, right, this is Islam, it represented a major step in bringing closer the goal of all history, right? Which is, again, um, you know, so, uh, again, that, that's the thing today with, uh, with uh, you know, the modern movements, which are not based on God, uh, you, you know, we'll, time will tell, you know, uh, how positive it's, uh, development it will be, right? And uh, the Germans are also very cultured and very proper people, but it uh, wasn't based on God, and then, uh, you know, so what happened. Akopanim, so Chai and Galas has a new mission. It's a mission, it's a mission to, again, Chai Yisrael has one mission. I'm sorry, not a new mission. Chas it's one mission, which is to, to, to do the Rats Hashem, to serve Hashem and to be an inspiration for the rest of the world. Ideally, they should do it in Eretz Yisrael with their own country. That would be a great model for the world. Look here. You have a people that are rich and powerful, and how? Because they're serving Hashem, and that's what's protecting them—not their military, not their economic policy, but serving the Rebbeinu Hashem. That is what makes them successful. And when they don't, their enemies start attacking. And when they do, they do tshuva. Sancher's army will run away from Yerushalayim, you know, in a, in a panic. Right. This is a lesson. This is, but unfortunately, uh, you know, we 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 sunk too low, and we forgot the, the, that that our country and our economy was only the means to an end. So Hashem had to take it away from us to teach us. Look, look, look at you now. You're in Golis. You have nothing. And yet, you're going to be preserved. How? Because you have the one thing that actually matters, which is Rabbi Yashon. But that mission of teaching the world is still there. The mission of teaching the world still is alive and well. And we're doing it in Golis. Again, we're not saying going out and, and, and you know, and making mitzvah tanks. I'm putting out ads in the paper, you know, to do one mitzvah for the Rebbe. That's not, it's not an, an active way. And we're not actively proselytizing. Right, that's not the way Klai Yisrael does, and we generally, you know, that's not something that we do. But just to our very existence, to spreading ideas wherever we are, to goyim learning from our ideas, even if it's watered down, even if it's not ideal, but there's some ideas there, right? Then Klai Yisrael was scattered throughout the wide world among all the nations and regions in order to accomplish its mission there. The prophet's call reverberates. Right, it says call. Well, I I I, I, uh, I saved the uh, the Hebrew because it's all in English over here, but the Russian Pasik is. Uh, this is in Nachemu, right? Nachmu, Nachmu, Ami. He says, What he's saying is, you're going back to the Midbar. You lost your country. You're back to a place without country. But you know something? In the Midbar, you're going to move Panu Darach Hashem. You're going to clear out away from Hashem. And uh, eventually, you'll bring the world back. So in the Midbar, you're back in the Midbar, back without a country, back without wealth. But your mission is still there. And, uh, and you're meant to, uh, to continue, to continue nonstop. To bring the world to uh, to, to, to the place that are supposed to bring it. Okay, we'll let uh, them sure we continue tomorrow, uh, next Thursday. So.